0: Welcome back for another episode of Arrow, Chapter and Verse, and this time we are talking about Arrow itself. This is episode, oh sorry, season five, episode three, A Matter of Trust. So we're talking about trust in this episode. There's, uh, well, Oliver's still going through his initiation to be part of the Bratva, so there's trust there, and now we're talking, of course, about trust in his team, both in City Hall, where his team is basically Thea, and Green Arrow, where his team is a bunch of folks. Um, Okay, so they are watching Oliver subdue a guy. There's this new drug called Stardust. Uh, He gets a name of a dealer. Uh, Wild Dog is like, hey, um, you know, I know that area. You can analyze the drugs, but I know probably where they're going to be making the drugs. So, why don't we go scope it out or let me go scope it out and Oliver's like, "No, I don't want you to do that" because he doesn't trust Wild Dog. So, Wild Dog takes Black Canary 2, uh and they go on recon and what they end up doing is busting up the drug ring and dumping the the dealer into a vat of chemicals. Well, this is the DC universe. So, guess what happens when you get dumped into a vat of chemicals? That's right. Uh but we'll deal with that later. Um So back at the uh, back of the mayor's office, uh, Oliver is dealing with some flack for offering Quentin Lance the position of deputy mayor. Uh, It's not going over well with a local uh, broadcaster who is uh, playing up, I guess, the scandalous Uh, side of it. It's like, well, you've got a former alcoholic who recently fell off the wagon. And it's kind of like, those are, those are some low cheap shots from an outlet. Uh, let's say that I would, I would expect it to be the equivalent of Fox news, but I couldn't be sure. So, um, that's, uh, that's happening there. Uh, the new DA, Adrian Chase comes to see him, uh, and he's really mad because he wanted to flip the dealer to get the dealer to, uh, testify about his suppliers, and now, of course, he can't do that because the dealer's dead. Well, I mean, clearly, with your criminals, you gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. There'll be time enough for counting when the when the dealer's dead, I guess. Um, anyway, So uh, Oliver's very upset at Wild Dog, and he, he, you know, he reads in the Riot Act, and it's like, it's a good question as to why these folks are sticking around, because all Oliver does is basically say, look, you didn't do what I said, Uh, this isn't any good, this isn't working, and he says that this isn't working a lot. Uh, There is also some tension... Because Felicity, as we know, is the person who uh, redirected the one nuke that got through on Genesis Day from Monument Point to Haven Rock, and Rory the Ragman Regan is from Haven Rock, and his his rags are are all about the vengeance, the dark vengeance of the the rags. Um, so she doesn't like keeping that secret. Uh, I do like the fact that Curtis lampshaded, you know, if there's one thing you've learned in the, if you've learned one thing in the past four years, it's that you shouldn't keep secrets. Um, that's, you know, kind of cool. Uh, Oliver, by the way, goes to stop a B and E and ends up meeting with, um, uh, Felicity's current boyfriend, the cop, who's like, Hey, by the way, uh, we got a name for this guy who's been copycatting you a little bit. His name is Prometheus. Now, let's talk about this. We talked earlier about, hey, this Green Arrow show sure would be great as a Batman show or what have you. Uh, Prometheus was a villain that I, I want to say Grant Morrison introduced. Um, he had a bunch of kooky stuff, but one of the things that he he had, he had this helmet uh, where he could essentially put in a CD-ROM, right, this is the 90s, so he could put in a CD-ROM that had recorded movements on it, and then he could move like that person. Like, if he put in, if he wanted to be a gymnast, he could record a gymnast, uh, record the gymnast doing things on the CD-ROM, put it in his helmet, and then he'd move like the gymnast. Well, Prometheus, uh, the original um, origin story was that uh, this kids parents were criminals and they were killed in the middle of a spree in front of him so he hates law and order so he uh like recorded the batman fighting and put that in his helmet and then fought the batman and and won uh because he you know batman wasn't expecting to basically fight somebody with the same level of hand-to-hand combat ability that he had, and I will say that later on Batman beat him by putting in a recording of Stephen Hawking's movements. So that you have that. So Prometheus is out there. Uh, he he really went after Batman uh, in his first appearance. I'm not sure what he did in his subsequent appearances because I, I just don't know. I, I haven't seen him since the the JLA Grant Morrison stuff. Uh, but um, but now here he is. He's a uh, he's gonna be a green arrow villain. I, I don't know whether he's going to join forces with um, the main drug lord who's trying to take over, or the gangster who's trying to take over uh, Star City, whose name, uh, Tobias Church, there we go. I don't know whether he's going to join forces with Tobias Church, I suspect not, because he in fact attacked Tobias Church, uh, because Tobias Church almost killed the Green Arrow and Prometheus wants to kill the Green Arrow, but this is of course something that will resolve itself later on. So... It's at about this time that the drug dealer wakes up in the morgue with some powers, and his powers are, he's immune to pain, um, and apparently also heals uh, relatively quickly. Once again, not as quickly as Wolverine, but quickly. So, since the guy can't feel pain, it's hard to put him down in a fight. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well... Uh, I get that you you can't uh, you don't want to kill him, but um, your 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 options are limited. We'll talk about what Oliver does uh, later on. So, one of the things that Thea does now is she goes to the broadcaster who's uh, basically attacking the Queen administration. And is like, hey, here's the real story. Uh, Oliver didn't even really know that I'd offered. Quentin Lance, the job, and the broadcaster's like, oh sure, I'll change my story, and then she's like, Oliver Queen's totally incompetent, he doesn't know what's going on, because apparently Thea has never watched the news before. I I mean, in some ways she's a great chief of staff, in other ways, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not the best, not the best choice, but I understand that the budget for new characters is slim. By the way, you might ask, what's happening with John Diggle? Well, old John Diggle uh, is being held in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, but one day, if you really need them, you may be able to hire them. Sorry. Uh, no, that's, that's the A-Team. So he's put in a cell, and he's put in a cell with Deadshot. And looking at this, is like, oh... Uh, I guess this is another Flashpoint thing. John Diggle has a son rather than a daughter. John and Lila have a son rather than a daughter. And, dead, and uh, Deadshot's still alive. And then they talk a little bit, and they're like, yeah, never found the body. And I'm like, oh, well, Deadshot might might have actually been alive in normal continuity, too. It's, it's difficult to tell, but uh, basically, you know... John and Deadshot are railing at each other, and there's a whole bunch of stuff, and John admits to Deadshot that Andy was, in fact, alive, and that John was the one who killed him. John feels a great deal of of guilt about this. I mean, he killed his own brother, and he's like, I didn't have to kill him, I didn't have to fire that shot, something's wrong with me. And while I am not in favor of murder, uh, or killing, or uh, fratricide... I I think that perhaps you can dial back the guilt for someone who was a double agent uh, that led, in fact, to the death—that uh, double agentry led to the death of one of your friends. But he, more importantly, he was a double agent for an organization that wanted to bring about a nuclear holocaust, which is some James Bond-level stuff, right? That is— that is not. Uh, I, I shot my brother because he was a drug dealer. That's not. I shot my brother because he was in the mob. Uh, it's. It's like I shot my brother because uh, he was trying to destroy humanity as we know it. Uh, I mean, that's maybe a little more forgivable. John, of course, doesn't see it this way. Uh, Lila comes to see him, and he's like, "Oh no, don't. No, don't worry about me. Don't. Don't worry about me." just leave it alone. I I need to be punished. I'm going to stay here in prison. Um, And then he says something about Deadshot, and Lyle's like, Deadshot's long dead. And he goes, no, he's not. And he turns, and he finds out that he's the only person in the cell. So it's not Flashpoint. It's not Deadshot surviving. It's uh, John having guilt-based hallucinations because um, apparently not all the perfumes of Arabia will sweeten his hand. Uh, So that's what's going on with John. Um, The... uh... The, the, the drug dealer with the powers uh, decides, go, he goes back to his crew. He's like, hey, crew, I'm not dead, and I don't feel any pain. And if none of us felt any pain, we'd be unstoppable. So let's all go get the treatment that I got, and we can all be pale and have weird, like, black veins running up through our skin. Um, the crew appears to be uh, okay with this. Uh, they, they decide they're going to go back to the original warehouse uh, where the mysterious drug chemicals are um ollie and company realize of course that this is happening and they go ahead and go back uh as a team so it's uh mr terrific even though he's not called mr terrific yet i think uh, black canary 2 calls him mr fair play black canary 2 wild dog rory the ragman regan and of course green arrow and uh Curtis Mr. Terrific is about to plant a bomb that's going to destroy the drug and the chemicals and somebody shoots it out of his hand wild dog catches it and he's just he's just like mowing down a bunch of the uh the other gang and I assume he's he's got a gun uh and he's sort of just firing indiscriminately so I'm assuming he's not on the whole no kill bandwagon um but we'll see Black Canary 2 is there, she's she's mostly using fisticuffs to beat people up, uh, Rory is of course using his rags, um, and uh, they're making short work of uh, the drug dealer's, uh, or yeah, the drug dealer's uh, gang. So Oliver goes to fight the drug dealer, and he shoots him, and the guy just breaks the arrow, and Oliver puts his bow down, and then he engages in fisticuffs with the guy who can't feel pain, which I think is a dumb idea. And uh, he gets him in a leg lock and the guy's like, don't you get it yet? You can't hurt me. And Oliver grabs an arrow from his quiver and proceeds to cut the major tendons in his arms and legs so the drug dealer can no longer stand up or, or move his arms or do anything of that sort. So again, a uh, guy who can't feel pain, okay, maybe you don't kill him, but that's, those are extreme, extreme measures um but they managed to destroy the drugs it's a good team building exercise uh people trust each other more now and it's great uh Broadway flashbacks are happening uh we find out that one of the guys that was killed in the whole bell ringing test was actually the murder uh, a murderer So Oliver's, like, being upset that, oh, you killed four innocent men. You probably, they probably were not innocent. I also don't know who Oliver thinks attempts to join a criminal brotherhood, but it's not generally people who are, um, nice. That's, that's not usually what you get. You don't get too many, uh, Boy Scouts, uh, trying to join the mob, I think. Um, and then in the final Bratva flashback, uh, Anatoly's like, oh, yeah, must have trust in your brothers. Do you trust your brothers? And Oliver's like, yes. And he allows people who have been beating up on him this whole time, um, six people to take knives, and each of them, like makes a wound on his shoulder, like they, one of them slashes his shoulder, and then everybody comes and slashes in the same place, which is, frankly, for me, I think a bad idea, because that's going to lead you to have troubles with the shoulder, or it would if we were in, in a universe where a physical wear and tear does not affect vigilantes, unless it's appropriate for the plot. Um, back, uh, being the mayor, um, Thea uh, apologizes for screwing up with the reporter because the reporter now has this thing about how Oliver Queen's asleep at the wheel and doesn't know what's uh, what's going on. Oliver says, no, don't worry about that. I want you to be my chief of staff. I trust you to be my chief of staff. I, I would rather have someone I trust than someone with experience, which is, I mean, uh, maybe not make that an either or. Um, and uh, then Oliver's like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to have a press conference where I tell everybody that the buck stops with me. You're on my team. You're making a decision. That's my decision. That's fine. Uh, Quentin Lance is going to be my deputy mayor. This is all going to be cool and whatnot. And then uh, Thea goes up to the um, reporter and is basically like, ah, okay, so here's the deal. You played me, and you get to do that once. And if you try to do that again, you'll be lucky if you have a blog. So I'm assuming... That the reporter is also going to emerge as a a running antagonist this season, but I guess uh I guess we will find out. I guess um we'll figure that out later on. Uh then back at the lair, Felicity tells Rory what she did, and he just sort of walks off stunned. I mean, that's that's tough to take. It's like, hey. I had a choice between letting two million people die or killing a small town, and I had to choose killing a small town because, hey, it was a nuclear trolley problem. What are you going to do? And I'm sure that's going to affect team dynamics, which is kind of unfortunate because Rory is the only person on the team with superpowers and in some ways the most powerful person in that group. Uh, so let's see, what else is going on with this episode? Uh, again, we, we hit an episode I actually kind of liked, there was some stuff that was a little bit, well, it's a little, it's a little cliche, it's a little this, it's a little that, but all in all, it was an enjoyable episode of, uh, Arrow, and, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for now. Uh, I'm not going to record any more of these, probably until much later tonight, because I'm gonna play D&D, and then my dad's coming over, uh, just to let you know what's going on in my life. Um, and I hope, uh, that you have a pleasant day, so goodbye, and I will see you next time.